0: Well, it's been a tough year for the Detroit Lions, and we thought that coming off the win that they had last week, that uh, there might be some momentum, Uh, but that momentum was crushed by injury, by uh, the flu, by COVID positives, and they had to field a team, And, and T.J., did you find yourself on the sideline looking at the numbers and trying to figure out who the hell was on the field?
1: <laughs> there, there were a couple times. Hey guys, who, who's uh, who's fifty-two again? Who's yeah? There were a couple times. There were so many changes, and um, yeah, it was a really difficult week. I know that uh, you know you can't uh, make excuses in the NFL. Every team seems to go through their hardships at some point in the season. And you still got to field the team and compete, but. Um, Man, just with the the flu bug and the COVID, and and moving guys up and down from the active to practice squads, it was just uh, it was a it was a difficult week. And you know, I thought uh, they the first half was competitive. I mean, it felt early in the game when they go down fourteen nothing. It's like okay, it's gonna be ugly. Then they battled back fourteen ten, and they let up a late field goal. Okay, you're only down seven at halftime, and you get the ball. Okay, so you're sitting there saying, "Wow, there's some things to." uh there's some things to be pretty happy about with uh, considering the circumstances, and then the game just completely got away from them. But um, yeah, I mean it's uh, turnovers and uh, defense couldn't get a stop. You, you fumble, you throw an interception. You, you mean twice? I think the first two drives of the second half for Denver. You know they're starting in plus territory already. You turn the ball over once, and you fail on a fourth down. Um, and it was just too much. It was just too much to ask. And uh, Denver, uh, you know, with everything they went through. Through the week, just different circumstance with uh, losing Marius Thomas, a legend yeah. out there. Um, you know, they came out and and uh, were clearly the better team. And uh, you know, for the Lions, I think that look, you have four games left now uh, to try to at least finish on a strong note. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys probably not playing uh, either this week or you know throughout the rest of the season, and. If you're a young player, this is a great chance at an audition, not only to show uh, your teammates and coaches here in Detroit uh, that you deserve a job in this league, but uh, the other 31 teams, you get a chance to really get extended playing time and uh, put some good film out there. And a couple guys took advantage of that last week. I mean, Craig Reynolds was a guy who flashed in the preseason and, and uh, didn't, play at all up until Denver and makes the most out of his situation. And, uh, you know, that's a guy you're, I think for for the coaching staff, you're looking for more of those players. You're looking for who are the good, who are going to be the young guys that step up, that prove to us, they want to be a part of this future. These are guys that we can keep on the roster moving forward. These are guys that we can keep uh, to maybe be building blocks. And really, I think the biggest negative, I don't think anybody expected them to go in and, and beat Denver. Um, but the big negative was losing Jerry Jacobs, I think, was oh. devastating. Uh, You know, just with uh, his story, being undrafted, coming in, competing, making the roster uh, out of training camp, earning his way up to a starting role and really being a big part of that defense. I mean, that was uh, – that was devastating, and, and you know those ACL injuries, everyone's different. Yeah, I've seen guys come back in six months. I've seen some guys that it could take almost a year. But yeah. the good part about it now is, the ACL is no longer considered, um, you know, a, a devastating recovery. Yeah, I think it's just not a career we, ender. It's not a career ender like it used to be. You know, maybe twenty thirty years ago. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the NFL, in the Hall of Fame, a lot of really good players uh, that ha- had to go through that, uh, that surgery and recovery. So you hope the best for Jerry Jacobs. He was just one of the uh, few very bright spots on this team so far this season, and, and you hope he, he's able to uh, you know, attack that rehab and recovery and, and make a full return.
0: And I think another bright spot, and it's been somewhat due to injury, um, has been the, the depth at the running back position. Um, Craig Reynolds, as you mentioned earlier, had a great opportunity. We saw him in the preseason, uh, was on the Lions practice squad, and then you know at the last minute was brought up because Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift were both out. Um, and then you, 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 we've seen at that position some success, some depth. And I'm wondering – how much of that is, because you can't just hand the ball off to anybody and they're and, and gain yards. You've got to have some talent at that position, but how much of it is the offensive line that they're playing behind? Because uh, obviously Frank Ragnar was not there. It would be much better with him there, but you've got Taylor Decker, you've got Penny Sewell, who I think is actually playing really good football right now. How much of it is what's in the backfield? How much of it is what's up front? Uh, well, I think a lot of it. Is look, anytime you have a good
1: offensive line, you have a chance to win, and yeah. that's just how the league is these days. If you can control the line and scrimmage and run the football and protect the quarterback, you're always going to give your team a chance to win. So, that is probably uh majority of it. I don't, I'm, it's not 80 20, but you yeah. know, probably 60 40. I mean, you have an offensive line like that, you can just put guys back there and continue that success. So you have to give a lot of credit to the guys up front, but I think you also have to give a lot of credit to. Um, you know, the coaches, getting those guys ready. Deuce Staley, getting yep. the guys ready, right? And, and even if it's on short notice, I mean, I talked to Craig Reynolds after the game and asked, uh, at what point during the week did you start to figure out you were going to have a bigger role this week? And he said, uh, probably this morning,
0: <laughs> meaning <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> meaning Sunday morning. Yeah.
1: So uh, they didn't practice a lot last week, uh, just with the amount of guys they had out sick. And for him to come in and be ready to go, yeah. uh, know the game plan, know the plays, um, it's very easy for a young player when you get thrown into that tough position to, you know, maybe the moment's a little too big and you go the wrong way a couple times, or maybe you, uh, you know, miss a couple guys in protection scheme. Uh, but no, man, he looked like he he looked like he fit right in, and I think you have to give uh, a lot of credit to the coaches for getting those guys ready to go as well.
0: And I talked to Dan Campbell um, earlier in the week on Tuesday, and one of the things that he talked about was as you mentioned, getting those guys ready to go so that it's a fair opportunity for them. And, yeah, Craig Reynolds, he's been on the practice squad, so he's been in the meetings. And guys never know when their opportunity is going to come. they got to make sure that they're, they're crossing the T's, dotting the I's, they're doing everything so that when their number is called, they can step in like Craig did and have a performance like that. You've got other guys that... They're, they're being either brought in off the street, they're bringing brought in off practice squad that haven't been around as long, and then all of a sudden, hey, we need you to go in there and play against the Denver Broncos. And that is, to be fair to those guys, maybe you have a day, maybe you find out that morning, maybe you have two days, but what do they do with that time to get ready and make sure that they go out there and, and get a fair shake of being able to produce something when they get on the field and not just get embarrassed because... They don't know either the defense or they haven't read the scouting report or you know, it's just it's it's a tough position to be in. But as the Lions continue, they got four more games left. And it's I think this is right now an opportunity for these guys to look and say, Okay, whether it's Amon Ra St. Brown, Penne Sewell, uh, Derek Barnes, some of the draft picks, right, they're gonna get a lot of run. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and Penny Sewell and, and Amon Ra have 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 gotten that run, but Derek Barnes, Josh Woods, um, you know, uh, Mila they're all going to get a lot of time on the field. What do you want to see, or how does a guy make an impression when they're in a position like this, where they've got Arizona, they've got, at the end of the year, Green Bay, they've got some teams that they're playing against, and then two games on the road, one of those being in Seattle, its not an easy place to go play. Yeah. What do they have to do to show this coaching staff or 31 other coaching staffs in front offices that they can be in the NFL? Yeah, I think it really just comes down to consistency. I think that uh, that's, the toughest, that's the toughest
1: thing for a rookie, right? Everybody has moments where you flash and you're like, oh, this guy's finally starting to figure it out. And then... Uh, you know they hit that rookie wall, so to yeah. say. You know that that is uh, pretty real. You know, I remember Especially my rookie 17 year. Games you know, now. Yeah, I remember my rookie year. I mean, halfway through December, it's just like, wow, this been <laughs> <it's> <laughs> you know, a long year. Four more, right? You go straight from college, straight to training, straight to the combine, straight to OTA. You don't have much time off uh, when you're a rookie. So that rookie wall is real. But the one thing I, is, is consistency. You want to see continuous, uh, continuous improvement. Um, because all those guys have flashed. Look, Derek Barnes really flashed last week in that win against Minnesota, yep. and then a couple plays against Denver. You're like, dang man, like, wish, wish, really wish he could have made that play, right? Or really wish he was in a better position uh, to have a bigger impact. Um, and every guy goes through that. It's not rare. It's not um, you know panic mode where. Oh, no, right? Oh, he just had a huge setback and, you know, start questioning everything. But um, rook, w- rookies, you just got to it, – it's – it's the one thing you always hear, John, is coaches, what's the last thing they want to see? They want – they they don't, they don't want to see repeat mistakes, right? Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. We know you're going to mess make up. You're going to have a bad one. Don't make the repeat mistakes. I think that is probably, from the coaching standpoint, um, the most worrisome that could happen Um, so if you're a young guy I think you have to understand that and you have to say just like we started off the show I mean this is four games now that you're not in the playoff hunt you know but you're still playing you're playing for your brothers next to you and you're paying for you're playing for a job Uh, this NFL you you can you can go flash two games and have two bad games and be gone and I don't think that's going to happen with any of the rookies obviously uh, you, you don't have that short of a leash if you're a draft pick but you need this is the time I think you need to see uh, when times are tough, who are the guys that are going to continue to show up, bust their ass, go make plays, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to be looking for. I think uh, it's a, you know, obviously you, you don't want to be one eleven and one but it's a good position to be in because you do get a chance to evaluate a lot of the guys. You get a chance to mix some guys in, in, a, in and out of the lineup and see who are the guys that, are going to be here next year, right? Who do we need to target in the draft? Okay, maybe this position we thought we were good at. Okay, maybe you have to reevaluate. You're gonna. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of answers, uh, questions that are going to be answered the next four weeks with what you have moving forward.
0: And I, I do want to ask you, because Dan Campbell's in his first year, um, Urban Meyer is also in his first year down in Jacksonville. And the conversation around the two, you know, franchises is, is very different regarding the head coach. I know there's been obviously, you know, questions about in-game decisions that Dan Campbell has made. Yeah. Down in Jacksonville, you think Urban Meyer gets year 2? I mean,
1: I wouldn't put money on it. <laughs> I wouldn't put money on it. I, I think just uh, w- look, everything comes down to results, right? And uh, Dan Campbell has only the one win, right? Yep. So result, what um, you know, not great. But you don't hear the same stories. You don't hear players uh, being frustrated. You don't you? Don't hear signs of losing the locker room. You don't hear about how uh, much of it. Holy is to assistant coach right I, I think uh, you, you take a look at it's just when you look at the similarities record wise but then you realize how different it can be um, makes you feel in Detroit has to make you feel a lot better with what you have right and you I think everybody expected that there were going to be some bumps and there were going to be some rocky times with Dan Campbell figuring it out okay the timeout situations when to be aggressive maybe when to fold your hand a little bit may you know there, there's going to be learning curve for him and and you know he's definitely had his struggles, but look with Urban Meyer, I think it's just a totally different story. Where uh, once you lose the locker room, yeah. you don't get it back. I mean, you just don't. And I've been through it, you know, one time here in Detroit, my yeah. last season, where when when that inner you know turmoil starts to boil over, it's really hard to come back from. And I think that look. I think their last two coaches down in Jacksonville was Marone and uh, you know can't remember who else, but though Khan gave them both four years to figure yeah. it out. I think that with Urban Meyer, it's it's pretty clear at this point that he there's some time I mean just looking at him, there's some times he looks like he doesn't even want to be there. And, yeah. Well, yeah. There, and there were times where he actually wasn't there. there was not, yeah, <laughs> there's times where he's not even, not even flying home with his team. But, yeah, I, I if I was a betting man, I I would not put money on seeing her from while you're back in Jacksonville next year.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the NFL playoff picture because obviously the Lions this week with the loss were officially mathematically eliminated. You know one which,
1: thing with the Lions, John, I'll say real quick. They got to stop deferring when they win the coin toss. You just want them to take the, the ball? You know
0: what? Because you look at the last,
1: you know, Denver, you get the ball coming out of half down seven, fumble. Uh, Minnesota, you, you got a chance to build on your lead three and out. Chicago, right, you got a yeah. chance to build on your lead three and out. Cleveland, tie game, right, you go four and out. You go forward on fourth and, and miss, and they go down score. The last I think against Pittsburgh was the only time. They scored
0: on the first possession in the second half. <laughs> Just take the damn ball
1: and try to make a statement in the first, <laughs>
0: in the first quarter. Well, and honestly, I mean, I, I don't remember. You, you. Maybe you do. Um, when they played the Rams, didn't they? The, the Lions get the ball to start the game? They did,
1: and they went down and I think they DeAndre kicked Sw- the field goal. And okay. then they – or no, that was a long screen touchdown. To yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yep, so they go down, uh, screen pass, touchdown. They go onside kick right after that, go yeah. down and get the field goal. Yeah, and then That's to your point. That's to the point though where get you know make a statement early. Especially look, I mean you're gonna be you're gonna be underdogs pretty heavily, I would imagine, the last four weeks. Yeah. Get the ball and try to punch the other team in the mouth and, and just make Make them start adjusting, right? Because we've seen a lot of games this year where, you know, Minnesota, the f- really both times, uh, Baltimore game, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, I mean, those teams just kind of showed up and it was like, oh, it's the Lions, let's just get out, you know, go through the motions, get out of here with the wind. And mm-hmm. they all find themselves in dog fights. So I think if you're the Lions, man, just – and they did the same thing against Green Bay. You know, they, they're, what, 14-point underdogs. They take the ball, they go down and score 7 nothing, and everybody's like – Oh, is this about to be a game, right? <laughs> I, I'm always in favor for doing that when you are an underdog. You get a chance to strike first. Um, you know, maybe let some doubt creep in on the opposing sideline. Side but uh, just because they've they've deferred for like the last five games, and yeah, you know they yeah, got six points well. to show for it in the second half. But yeah. this we're getting at the time now where um, this playoff picture is really starting to kind of come to fruition. I mean, you had some teams two or three weeks ago that, oh, maybe they got a chance that had really kind of fallen apart, but you got four games left, and and I'll start with this. Who's playing the best football right now in the NFL?
0: Oh, I think it's
1: Green Bay. I agree. I agree. I mean, the wins that they've had. I know Chicago got a little scary there uh, Sunday night, but to come back and... Um, it was kind of cute. Chicago was celebrating. Everybody's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, let them have yeah. the moment. okay." Aaron Rodgers right. does yeah. own Chicago. Yeah, let's, let's, okay, let's put them away now. But I think it's. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's Green Bay. They actually move up to the one seed after Arizona loses last night. Because um, they, they, they move up, and so does Tampa.
0: Tampa moves um, up to two with tiebreakers. So we got three teams in the NFC that are at ten and three. That's Green Bay, Tampa, and Arizona. And Green Bay wins the tiebreaker uh, between those two teams based on win percentage in conference games, uh, and it's so right now in the NFC. If the playoffs were to start today, Green Bay gets the bye, and Tampa would host Washington. Arizona would host San Francisco. The interesting one is the four and five seed. Dallas would host the LA Rams, and one Matthew, Matthew Stafford, Stafford
1: playing. A playoff game at Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. Right? It'll be. You know what? This is a great time of year because you really get to figure out who's playing their best football, who's heading to the playoffs limping, or who's head to the playoffs uh, with a full head of steam. And look, as a Lions fan, yes, last night I was rooting for Arizona to win. I mean, I, you know, I Matthew Stafford is one of my good buddies. I, I you know, loved playing with him. However, I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> I right. want them to get a better draft pick, yeah. and you know, I think that. Yes, I think their record actually is better on the road, but um, I, if they go to Dallas, if they go to Arizona, if they even if they go to Tampa, depending on how the last couple weeks shake out, th- those are all tough places to play. But, uh, you know, I think the interesting thing is who's going to get that seven seed because right now Washington actually sits there. And they're tied with Minnesota, and they're tied with Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a team, and Atlanta, New Orleans, they're all sitting at six and seven, right? So, which team? Here, put put it this way: We, we we think we both think the Green Bay Packers are playing the best football, right? Who do you think has a chance? Maybe that's sitting at that in the hunt, on the bubble type spot, that could be maybe a surprise team in the NFC.
0: So you've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five teams that are sitting at six and seven. Washington, as it stands right now with all the tiebreakers, I'm not going to go into them, they would get the seven seed. So the other teams are the Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints. Of those teams, I I actually think that Minnesota is kind of that one team where you're like, You just don't know who's going to show up. They've got some great wins and then some obviously terrible losses last week. (laughs) I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pull up the rest of their schedule because I know one of them is against the Detroit Lions. And you thinking Atlanta? I'm thinking Atlanta. Um, And so here is their final four games. They're at San Francisco. That's a tough one because San Francisco's playing really good right now and they're 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 getting healthy again. Got the Lions. They're at Buffalo, and Buffalo, for whatever reason, now maybe they found something in that second half against Tampa Bay, but they have struggled to, to find any consistency on offense, and then they play the Saints. I could see them going three and four and ending up at nine and eight and and making their way into into the playoffs, that would be that would be the team I think that's outside right now, looking in. Um, yeah, and I agree with you, but I think my sleeper team would probably
1: be Philly. I and just looking at uh, they're four and two in their last six, they're three and one in the last four. Um, that one loss coming to just that ugly game against the Giants that was 13 to 7 but you look at what they have remaining they have Washington twice they have the Giants and then they have Dallas and i think that's four division games i think you're looking Damn. at you know i think you're looking at a win at home against Washington and probably a win at home against the Giants and then they have to go on the road to Washington and then Dallas at home i think that this, this is a team that you know when they came in to that game against the Lions. Shoot, I think they were two and five.
0: Yeah, that was a pivotal game. And
1: it was just one of those is Jalen Hurts the guy? Is he going to be a franchise guy? Is he a guy we can build off of? Is he a starting quarterback in this league? And they go out that week and win 44 to 6. And then they, they, they roll a couple teams. They roll the Saints, they roll the Broncos, they lose a close one to the Chargers and Giants. But they're a team that really has seemed to kind of pick it up the last month that i think you know what i I don't think it can be a deep playoff run but if they get a seven seed and they uh you know find a way to make some noise a little bit and play good football headed into the playoffs i think philly might have a chance to maybe get
0: maybe get a win now tj i mentioned the afc and at the start of the year who did you think was going to be the best team – give me two teams that you thought were going to be at the top of the list of of the AFC.
1: Yeah, I thought it was – I heading into the season, I thought it was going to be Chiefs-Bills yeah. um, just based off of uh, last year's playoffs and based off of – Who was coming back, look, their young the, teams. The Josh Allen was playing incredible, incredible football, and um, Patrick Mahomes reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers where – It's hard to bet against them. Mm -hmm. I thought those two teams were probably going to identify themselves as uh, the cream of the crop, and both had rock. Actually, you know, opposite ways to get to where they are now. Buffalo looked like uh, the clear favorite after what six, seven weeks in the last you know month of football. You're like.
0: What, so, what is
1: going on there in Buffalo, man? And, and this pretty much the opposite with Kansas City. I mean, they started the season uh, you know, two and three. And, you know, at one point I think they were three and four, and then they've gone on to win, let's see, one, two, three, their last six games. And they look like they're playing really good football as well. The question, you know, three weeks ago was what the hell's wrong with Kansas City? What's yep. wrong with Mahomes? He has got ten interceptions in the first three games. He threw ten, you know, eight all last season. What's going yeah. on? And and they come out and uh, you know, beat the Raiders <laughs> by a combined score of like ninety to twenty five mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last month of football. Um they're a team that I think if I had to pick right now, I would probably say uh, you know, if I had to bet, I'd say maybe the Chiefs coming out of the AFC and and Packers coming out of the NFC, but the surprise team, I mean, it's 100% the Patriots, right? It's 100% the Patriots, what what they've been able to do with the rookie quarterback and uh, digging into the free agent pool last year and spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to go get guys and, um, you know, it kind of revamps the whole Brady Belichick, who oh, is yeah, Right, because it last year it was does. like, well, it's clearly Brady because he won again. This year, it's like, well, shit, man, Bills right back at it with another with another young
0: quarterback. They've been a they've been an interesting team to watch, a fun team to watch. And I know because going into this season, right, we know that they went and spent a bunch of money in free agency. They had to upgrade talent uh, quite a bit, but they were they weren't in the playoffs last year, and they have a rookie quarterback. Coming into this season, and you know, and and at that point too, like they didn't even know that Mac Jones was going to be the starter. They name him the starter right before the season begins, and now they're sitting at nine and four. Mac Jones has won, I think it's six in a row seven on the road. A, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, seven yeah, in a row, road, but yeah. six uh, six in a row on the road um, as a rookie quarterback. To me, that's unbelievable. And yeah, it's it's part Bill Belichick and what they're doing defensively, but it's also. The offense that they've put in place and the parameters that they've told Mac Jones to play within, right? It, it, two weeks ago, he throws the ball three times uh, in, 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 a, in an entire NFL game in today's football. Now I know a lot of that was the weather, right, um, against the Bills, but it's still only three times. He completed two of those, and they come away with the win. I know that your, your former team, the Green Bay Packers, we talked about them playing the best football right now. But if we want to set, settle this debate, Brady, Belichick, wouldn't you love to see the New England Patriots <laughs> face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl this year? Oh, 100%. I mean, that,
1: that would probably be, uh, you know, I, I would... A ratings bonanza? I would love to see either that scenario that that'd probably be 1a yeah. and 1b for me would be Mahomes versus Rodgers right i would love to see that matchup we didn't get to see it this year that was the game that Aaron missed and Jordan Love got his first career start um, but I, that, that that would probably be 1a and 1b for me and uh, that, <laughs> it, would, it would it would be a it would be a ratings bonanza and you're right that would probably be what we need to maybe settle that final debate of who uh, you know, who
0: gets more yeah. of the credit? Um, If it can ever really be settled. Yeah. It's one that we're going to debate forever. Yeah, forever,
1: yeah, forever. But look, I mean, with the way that New England's playing right now, you're sitting at the one seed. I mean, who's going to go into into New England and beat. You know what I so, mean? It is such a hard place to play with the with the success they had. And I know you do have a rookie quarterback, which you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different beast now. But with the way they're playing football, I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, the other team. I mean, Baltimore is a team that, geez, they've really kind of fallen off a little you know. bit, right? We're going to get a good, this week, Saturday night's first Saturday matchup, Indianapolis, New England. I think this could be a matchup for New England that maybe Indianapolis can expose some things with their running game, uh, with their play-action game. That's going to be a game for me that either justifies, in my mind, what New England has been doing, or it says, okay, maybe New England isn't the big beast that we thought they were at this point of the season, right? That's going to be a big-boy matchup. And that can be, I I think Indy matches up with them very, very well. Uh, the way they've been playing football. That's going to be a game that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And it's at Indy, too. So if Mac Jones can go in there, continue to have success, primetime game against a team who's vying for the playoffs, um, I think I would probably take a step forward in in being a Patriot believer. Maybe they can make some noise.
0: And it's going to be interesting because you mentioned that matchup with the Colts. That one's in Indianapolis. Then they have two home games, New England does, with the Bills and we've already talked about how they've fallen off in the last five or six weeks and then their final two games. The Jaguars, a home game and then at Miami. They've got four games that are 100% winnable and if you're telling me right now that at 13 and four and you mentioned how it, how hard it is in, especially in the playoffs to go into Foxboro and get a win if 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 they hold serve and they win those four games even if they drop one they may still get the, the number one seed mm-hmm. you're looking at any team in the AFC having to go to Foxboro because they're going to have home field play, you know advantage throughout the playoffs. Don't be shocked to see New England in the Super Bowl.
1: I, I'm telling you, I, I think right now, where we stand right now, I would be surprised
0: well, to see New it's England a, in, the, in the Super Bowl. It's a, and rookies have rookie moments. That's,
1: that's, see, and that's probably the main reason, right? Mac Jones has been really good as far as playing smart football. Um, not a ton of turnovers. I think he's got eight interceptions on the year. He's only got 16 touchdown passes. It's right. not like, like he's it up. They have exposed him to right, him a lot. Right, they, they He's been a... Everybody thinks game manager is a negative term, um, but that's what he's been so far. I'm not saying he can't turn into a superstar guy, but they put him in good situations to succeed. And that's that's a sign of good coaching. Um, But let's do the same thing in the AFC. I know you've got just a ton of teams cramped up there, starting with the wild card. I mean, Indy, Buffalo, Cleveland, Cincy, Denver... Uh, are all sitting at 7-6, and six, and then you have Pittsburgh sitting at 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. I, If you're looking at one of those teams right now that is vying for those last uh, two, um, I'm sorry, three playoff spots, which one of those teams do you think you can make, maybe make some noise?
0: So the one, this is more of a personal preference, um, but the team that I... I think can make that push. Now, they're coming off a, a two-game losing streak, but it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They haven't done a great job of protecting Joe Burrow. I think he's taken more sacks than anybody in the NFL to this point, mm-hmm. but they play at Denver, they play the Ravens and the Chiefs at home, and then they're at Cleveland. Now, when you look at those two game, those, those four games, there are some teams that can put pressure on him, but he has handled that pressure. He's been able to deliver the ball under pressure, and when you have a quarterback that can deliver the football and I think he can handle the pressure I wouldn't be surprised to see them eke their way into um, a a playoff position because right now they're second in the AFC North um, and they could they could overtake
1: yeah I don't hate that Uh, I think the one team for me would probably be Indy I know they're sitting right now at the uh, sixth seed with Buffalo falling below them but um, just the style of football they play, right? They're uh, four and one uh, the last five games now after starting oh, shoot, I think it was one and four one and yep. five. Uh, and the one loss came uh, late against Tampa Bay. They had a chance to go down and tie it up late and did not convert. but uh, just the style of football that I think, it takes to win in the playoffs. I mean, you have to have, in my opinion, strong defense, and you have to have a running game. When you go, uh, and when it's looking like, you know, they're either going to have to go to maybe Tennessee or Kansas City, um, outdoor stadiums in January, I mean, you got to run the football. And I think that uh, just with the way that Indy's been playing and Jonathan Taylor, uh, the season he's had and their offensive line, I think that they have – a squad that can make some noise. And their defense has been playing solid. I mean, they've got you know, a couple guys. That it, DeForest Buckner's obviously a beast, and Darius Leonard's really good, but they just play really solid football, man. And yep. they they after the start they had to sitting where they're at now, I mean, they were honestly a quarterback away last year from beating Buffalo. Phillip yep. Rivers couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards downfield. <laughs> and they had a chance in that game in the playoffs uh, to go get a win. Now, the only question is though we mentioned the matchup this week they get New England at home that is a game in my opinion that can either catapult this team into legit uh contender status or it can say nah may, you know maybe mm-hmm. that was this is gonna be it's it's a lot of in- implications but then going th- next week looking ahead at Arizona another yep. primetime game i mean they've got they've We've got, got 2 tests. they've got two games here coming up where if they get out of their with two wins, even if they go one-and-one one against these two uh, two of the top teams, that sometimes, that's all you need confidence-wise heading to the playoffs, knowing you're playing good football. I think Indy can be a surprise team for me and Nancy.
0: So before we end this episode of Necessary Roughness, I want to get your your quick take on some college football news. Um, and obviously the big news over the weekend was the Heisman Trophy. Bryce mm-hmm. Young, from, quarterback from Alabama, takes the top spot. Aiden Hutchinson came in at two. Um when you first of all did they get it right i I think there's I don't think there was any surprise in Bryce Young no. winning uh the Heisman trophy um but what did you think about the ceremony? Did you watch yeah, it I i d- i you know I watched a couple of the highlights it was um God, you know for such a for such an important moment in the college football calendar and for an award that means as much as the Heisman trophy does I didn't like the banter back and forth between uh Desmond Howard uh Tim Tebow RG3 and the four finalists you
1: can go out you can I can go without that right I mean that can easily be and it seemed like I don't know starting maybe 10 years ago they really started to drag that out and I know it's about ratings and I know it's about uh you know everything that comes with the you know major award ceremony but to me there's so many unnecessary things like this isn't about you know Tim Tebow this isn't about Desmond Howard no. this isn't about you guys this is about the four guys sitting there uh on stage and about the seasons that they they've had right yeah. um but yeah I do I think they obviously in my opinion got it right yeah. um the biggest news I think was especially here in uh in Detroit was uh Kenneth Walker you yeah. know not being there and Coming I do sixth. think Which was probably a bit surprising, but you know, with most awards, whether it's NFL, college, um, your last like month of the season really really matters. I mean, that all that outweighs the Purdue game, the Ohio State game. I mean, that outweighs a lot of the good that came maybe in the first seven or eight weeks, right? A lot of that is who's fresh on our minds now who's dominating now. Right. And yeah. Bryce Young, uh, was a guy who obviously dominated the SEC championship game that locked it up. CJ Stroud was probably right there until, uh, they lost against Michigan and didn't get to play in the big 10 championship game. So, uh, with Kenneth Walker, look, I, do I think he deserved to be there? Probably. yeah, Um, probably. And I don't know, maybe I, I can, you can make an argument for him being there over Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, but look, it, when it comes to running backs, I mean, you have to be. I think you just have to be a generational type guy to win that award, you know, a, 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 a Reggie Bush type guy, Barry Sanders type guy. Even Derrick Henry was a, a you know one of a kind freak. Yeah, um, because there, look, there's precedent. I mean, two years ago. You know, Chuba Hubbard down at Oklahoma State had 2,100 yards and, like, 22 touchdowns, and he didn't go, right? Uh, last year, I think it was Brees Hall for Iowa State. They yeah. had a nice season, 9- or 10-win season. You know, he finished with 17 1,800 yards and over 20 touchdowns. He wasn't there, yeah. right? So I think a lot of it is not only how you perform um, toward the last couple weeks of the season, but also how the team does, yeah. right, how the team does. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, for Michigan State and Kenneth Walker, it was a phenomenal season. But you know, it's—I think they got it right. I really do. And you know, it's—it's it's unfortunate. It sure is. But um, Aiden Hutchinson was a guy who, look, he completely dominated college football the last four weeks of the season. Yep. And I think through probably first six or seven games, you are saying well, he's a great player, but, you know, wish a little bit more production and and whatnot. And he completely switched the narrative, and he dominated Ohio State. He dominated uh, Penn State. He dominated Iowa. And that sticks out in people's minds. Now, I, I don't want to go on a super long rant. I do think that... Um, There's probably some flaws in the voting process, oh, right? I don't think that there's any Heisman voters that can truly genuinely tell you they watched every single snap of every candidate right. <laughs> that played. A lot of it is just who's fresh, who's sticking out right now, who's the hot name in the media, who's the hot name, uh, you know, in, in draft circles, right, for the NFL stuff. So um, that's unfortunate. But you know what? I mean, Bryce Young, I think, was the clear winner, and – it's just too damn bad he's not eligible to be drafted this year. With the Lions going to have in the top, the top pick. I mean, because that's a guy you want a six foot oh, quarterback. Man. You know what? A six foot quarterback that plays like that. I'm in, man. Uh. <laughs> I'm in. But yes, I think the Heisman they got it right. Now we got uh, this is how do you feel about bowl season? For me, it's like nostalgia. I just remember watching like every single game with my dad a Tuesday yeah, at I love four o'clock and and I know New Year's isn't isn't what it used to be I mean New Year's was always waking up game starting at ten thirty, eleven in the morning but yeah. bowl season for me is just like it's nostalgic right and and I get a chance this weekend my Eastern Michigan Eagles playing uh yeah. playing Heading Liberty game for us get yeah. a chance to uh, get Malik a chance Willis. to watch Malik Willis man down in uh down in Alabama this Saturday so um Mobile a destination uh, to everyone wants <laughs> to Mobile, go to. Uh, man, <laughs> I wish I could go just with the Lions <laughs> playing yeah. you know can't make it happen but bowl season is upon us and to me, mix that in with the holidays and Christmas and new, it's yeah. just, it really is, in my opinion, one of the best times of the
0: year. It is. And, uh, and over the next two weeks, we're going to dive more into the bull games. Um, we'll have a holiday edition for you next week. Uh, so stay tuned in here on Necessary Roughness.